everybody, and welcome back to another episode of History Creeps. I am one of your hosts, Carter Johnson, and with me are two gentlemen that I I personally think they could star in their own Men in Black movie. Uh, Johnny Townsend and Chris Chavez. Hello, hello. What's up? So, which up? one's which? <laughs> uh, you, dude, you you would be Agent K, I think. That's what I'm talking about. I, I forgot which one was which. I was going to say, I don't Actually, know who's who. <laughs> yeah, I like them both, so any answer is okay with me. That works. You know. <laughs> no, I feel, like, I feel like Chris would be asking you, you know, Kay, have you ever flashed teething me? Kay, have you ever flashed teething me? <laughs> I am more of a, uh, I have been, <laughs> in high school, I was voted most likely to be compared to uh, Tommy Lee Jones. So that works out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well then that's, yeah. That's it's come good, true. Man. That's awesome. What's up? What's up, guys? Oh, it's another oh, week. the usual, man. You know, dad life. Dad life. Hashtag dad life. How's that going, yeah, dude? Are you are you losing sleep now? Um, not really. She's starting to sleep through the night more, which is great. We just uh, we just took her down to our uh, beach condo so she so we could check it out, and she did really good, man. She she slept like four or five hours at a time. Sweet. At night, which was yellow. There it Yo. is. There he is. No, I'm here. You... I'm yeah. here. He cut out for. <laughs> here comes the oh. curse. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, no, don't do this to me. <laughs> yeah, dear listeners, we are uh, definitely afraid that this curse is going to hit again. <laughs> we are walking on eggshells, <laughs> and apparently Carter's hearing that. <laughs> it's snap, crackle, pop. Snap, crackle, pop. Like, what is that? I'm like, is it me? Should I stop talking? What is that? Uh, that's um, awesome. <laughs> anyway, so today, uh, dear listeners, um, we're going to go back and do a roundtable discussion uh, like we did on our on our last History Creeps episode. And uh, this time, some of you listeners may remember when we did an episode about uh, the Skinwalker Ranch in uh, Utah, I believe it was. Um, today we're going to, we're going to get into a sort of a similar case. Um, it's a place called Stardust Ranch in, uh, Arizona, about 30 miles or so from Phoenix. And, uh, this case is either very intriguing or very scary in a personal sense of, wow, this guy's a nutcase. (laughs) Um, you know. I'm I'm always leaning towards the side of believing, but this one threw me for a loop a little bit too. And and actually, before we get into it, this episode uh, is partly inspired by Chris, who mentioned the name to me when we covered Skinwalker Ranch. Really? And so I I dug into this, and uh, we found this neat little documentary on YouTube that all you listeners can watch. It's only about what was it, guys? Like eight or nine minutes? It yeah, it's under ten. I don't even think. Yeah, I don't even think it was ten minutes. Yeah. Wait a second. What did I do? <laughs> what? You, you? He doesn't even pay attention to his own show. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> no. When we were when we were getting into Skinwalker Ranch and we'd finished the episode and gone, quote unquote, off the air, um, you you had mentioned Stardust Ranch to me in the oh, sen- that's in right. the sense of right. hey, look into this and see. You know, this is kind of a similar case, and maybe we could do this as an episode down the road. And uh, so I. I checked into it and, you know, watched a couple of YouTube videos, did some uh, Googling, 
And uh, I I got to tell you guys, this one's really it's it's one end of the spectrum or the other. Either you you know either you believe this guy or, or he's nuts. I mean, there's yeah. really not there's really not any in between. Like the last episode we covered, there was a little bit of an in between. You know, where we decided it's for the guy's first UFO sighting was probably for real. And the rest of it was just crap. Oh, and I wanted to say um, to, to kind of piggyback on that real quick. I listened to other uh, shows and stuff that kind of talked about that or mentioned that documentary that we covered last episode. And they pretty much were in agreement with us. Like They feel like <laughs> maybe his first two were, were more than likely real or he at least saw something strange. But then he just ran with it. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. And if listeners don't know if this is your first time listening to us, uh, go back and listen to our last episode of the regular this regular episode of History Creeps. The last one we put out was a That's Odd, uh, but the one before that was a History Creeps in which the three of us uh, dis- what was this guy's name again? I can't remember. Stan Romanek. Stan Romanek. Stan Romanek. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as I was concerned, it was complete BS. So I never went on yeah. to listen and find out anything more uh but before we get into this new story you've got for us today carter let's not forget we start our episodes every week or every time with a current creep we try to find some stuff in the news uh that may at some point be an episode of history creeps in the future um and this week i think we have a couple of updates and uh mine's an update but not to a story it's just an update to something that's been happening uh that happened a a while ago um so how do you guys who wants to go first Okay, I'll Chris, go ahead and go. You go first. <laughs> okay, Johnny, you go. First. Paper, rock, scissors, even though no, we can't see each other. Chris, Chris, well, Chris, like you know, I have a, my interest with that. I was I, like, Ooh, okay, what's, what's going on? I was gonna say, Johnny, I have a feeling you're gonna throw a rock. Oh, I am for sure. A really hard one. Um, <laughs> All right, let's 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 let you do the update. Okay, so th- I have an update on the uh, the penis rock that I had talked about in a previous episode that was vandalized in Norway. It's a really famous rock in Norway that's for all intents and purposes, looks like a penis jutting out from the rock formation. And I think it's called troll penis when you like uh, translate it or something like that. I don't yeah. remember exactly, but uh, <laughs> somebody uh, apparently decided that that needed to be castrated and they did so. Mm-hmm. And they, and they uh, neutered the rock. So to, so to speak. Um, well, as soon as that happened, there was an outpouring of support. You know, people wanted to, uh, bring this morning wood back, <laughs> and they raised from a crowdfunding campaign over in U.S. dollars, be over twenty-seven grand. Uh, and they used this money to fix this poor rock formation's penis. So now, thankfully, uh, it can enjoy, <laughs> uh, you know, sexy other rocks or something. I don't know. But the the erection's back, and that's what matters. He's back. I um, got its got its Viagra. I can't. Uh, do you remember where did where did we find this? Are you hearing that? What is that? What are, what are you doing? Is that Carter? Carter? Carter, Carter, are you okay? Is the curse getting you, Carter? He's gone. <laughs> they lost. We lost him for real. No, he's there, but something. This is creepy. We're actually we're actually witnessing something creepy happen to him. Listen, have you recorded this? It's recording, my friend. Carter, we gotta play this. Are you alive, Carter? He said he just sent me a message saying the the call dropped and to try calling him back again. All right, so we're we're gonna try it. Leave all this in, by the way. 
This oh yeah, the listeners need to know that this is real. This is not a joke. Um, that was a weird sound, wasn't it? It really was. It sounded like he was trying to talk to us from like beyond. Yes, <laughs> it was. Creepy. At first, I thought it was like a laugh or something, but it just kept going and going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Strange- let's see if I can add him to this call. Uh, nope, he's not online. It's not going to let me add him. You guys there? Hello. Yes. There we are. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're, uh, we recorded all that, but your side was making some really strange noises. It was there. the creepiest sound, dude. It was so weird. Yeah, something weird was happening over here because it was it kept connecting me and then booting me off and connecting me and then booting me off. It was really weird. And something- I just thought maybe it was way excited when I was talking about the penis rock in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> and it just couldn't handle it. <laughs> your uh, your connection had an orgasm or something. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. I don't know what's going on with the Wi-Fi over here. It's the curse, it's really man. Really getting on my nerves. It's the curse. Yeah. It's the curse, man. Uh, right, I, well, I, was, I was saying though, I don't remember where did we get the update from that because I, I didn't come across. Did you come across it, Johnny? And you found it. Where did we come up? With, where did we find the update on that? For the penis rock? Yeah. I feel yeah, like did it, you send it to me. Yeah, okay, so I think a listener sent it to us, and I feel like shit because I can't remember which listener it is. We've been getting many, uh, a lot of new listeners coming coming to, to us and uh, following us on Facebook, you know, leaving comments and, and stuff. And I've, I always have the intention of wanting to shout them out and giving them thank yous for following us and, uh, and taking the time to give us comments, uh, except I always remember. So I feel like even worse now uh, when I can't remember who it is that sent that article, but I promise I'll find out who it was, uh, and I'll do a shout out on the page and on the next episode. Um, uh, but yeah, dude, the, uh, the rock rises again. It's us. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, it's great, dude. I saw that and I was just like, this is amazing. This has to be an update. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's, a, it's a happy, it's a happy ending story. Well, that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh um, Carter! And the is- puns fly. <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Uh, Carter, what was the one that you had? You had an update to one of our stories as well that we did. Uh yeah, when we covered the uh, Hop- Hopkinsville Goblins a couple of was that a couple episodes ago? Maybe five or six episodes ago. Yeah, something like that. Uh, which was the case in the fifties in Kentucky about the family that basically spent a night shooting at aliens. Uh, in in June of 2012, which is a little farther back than we normally like to go with these, but I did kind of happen to stumble across it. Uh, uh, a guy in Kentucky, uh, out in the country, claimed that he was seeing small three-toed creatures uh, emerging uh, from a mine shaft. And he apparently sent uh, the site. This site is called for our listeners. It's called Weekend Weird. It's where I get a lot of my current creeps from. And uh, this guy sent the website uh, photographic evidence. Uh, and eventually, according to the article, uh, which Wait. is kind of similar to the Hopkinsville case. Go ahead. What according to the article, what you cut off? There yeah, for you a cut second. out. You said according okay. to the article. Oh, great. Uh, <laughs> acor- according to the article, he sent them pictures and asked them to investigate the case. And then 
before they could get back to him, he fled his property. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> which is which is weird. I mean, it's you know, but it's it that part of it is very similar to the original case that we were talking about, even if it was a bunch of crap. <laughs> uh, Interesting. I can't find the photograph. It's not in the in the article here, which is another one of those red flags. Uh, but apparently this guy was emailing the, the website about seeing these things coming out of a mine shaft near where he lived. Um, and he took photographs of the uh, footprints, which are on the uh, are on the article here. And they kind of they kind of look like dinosaur footprints, to be honest, man. I was going to ask see in Jurassic Park. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask, how did he was he close enough to see they were three three toed? But I guess if he found the footprints, that's how he knew. They kind of they kind of look like a cross between something you would have seen in Jurassic Park and and almost like a dog track, you know, yeah. like a dog print. But they're a lot bigger than a than an actual dog print would be. It looks to be, he's put a ruler next to it. Uh, looks to be about mm, six six inches long, eight inches long. They're about so much bigger than you know than any dog I've ever seen, unless it's like a Great Dane or something. Hmm. Uh, so that's my, so that's my thing. Um, according to this guy in the description that he gave them, it's the Hopkinsville goblins from the original case, but he's included drawings as well. And they just look like basic grays. Hmm. Interesting. But if it is true, it might, you know, give some some credence because all we did was make fun of that case the whole time we were covering it oh it's a fun it's a fun case to be fair it's a real fun one they seem like they may have just been drunk and imagined the whole thing but who knows right yeah (laughs) well mine is uh mine's pretty pretty rooted in reality it's a stark reality actually so we haven't covered many um of history's real monsters um so much we've covered a couple of killers we cover cover the zodiac killer um and we were just talking today there's this new documentary that's getting ready to come out not a documentary i'm sorry it's a new movie coming out based on a graphic novel called uh my friend Dahmer, and it's about jeffrey Dahmer before he becomes the jeffrey Dahmer that america knows uh and i was saying to you guys that i think that's like that's a, a case that we should definitely cover as a round table is the jeffrey Dahmer story um, but there's also one that's very well known that we have not covered, and I'm sure we're going to cover it here in the future at some time. Uh, the clown killer, John Wayne Gacy. Yes. Oh. Yeah. A couple, a couple of weeks ago, um, it was in the New York Times that John Wayne Gacy, uh, a John Wayne Gacy victim, was finally identified after four decades. Uh, July 19, 2017, investigators have used DNA evidence to identify one of the seven remaining unknown victims of John Wayne Gacy, a 1970s serial killer who raped and murdered dozens of teenage boys and young men and was labeled the killer clown by the news media. Um, The Cook County Sheriff's Department in Illinois said that the newly identified victim was James Byron Hackinson, a 16-year-old boy who ran away from his uh, home in St. Paul in the summer of 76. Uh, They found his body and 26 others in the crawl space beneath uh, Gacy's home in December of 78. Uh, Those who aren't familiar with the case, uh, John Wayne Gacy was among the most prolific serial killers in American history. Um from 1972 to 1978 he lured or forced 33 teenage boys and young men some of whom he employed at his construction business 
uh, to his home in suburban Chicago where he murdered them. He sexually assaulted most of his victims as he tortured them to death and buried all but six of them beneath his house. And we lost Carter again. Yeah, we did. We did. He really doesn't like clowns. <laughs> what are you thinking? Are you thinking we should just uh, try to try to get this on, on another day and try to get him in to tell it? Or uh... I, I try to get him one more time. We'll see. Which <laughs> yeah, because if I would rather get this done now because we're it's not a huge thing and we can get it done in no time. If we I, just, I agree. If the curse lets us, I agree. None of Which, his are online right now. He's both both of his little things are offline. Well, your update was very interesting. Uh, yeah, they just sad, identified but... his body. It is sad, and they and they actually. Can you imagine that? That they actually had to come in and tell him. Like, you there? I'm here. <laughs> yep. All right. Finally. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna pick up where I left off at that spot. Let's see. Um, he sexually assaulted most of his victims as he tortured them to death and buried all but six of them beneath his house. Uh, neighbors in Norwood Park Township, Illinois, knew Mr. Gacy for his appearance at children's parties where he performed as Pogo the Clown, a character he later, later painted or sketched numerous times while in prison. He was convicted in 1980 of killing 33 people and was executed in 1994, but identifying the remains of his victims has been a decade-long process aided in recent years by advances in forensic technology and the use of DNA evidence. So that sucks, dude. Imagine like always never knowing if somebody that you knew and loved who had gone missing was a part of that and only to find out so many years later that, yes, that was the case. Yeah, I mean, you just want... You know, there comes a point where even if the outcome is not favorable, you need some sort of closure. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just that just saddens me. It just man. Yeah. Terrible I, all around. I didn't mean to bring it down, but that's uh What a horrible <laughs> what a horrible human being, by the way. Whenever we do whenever we do an episode on him, that's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a tough one. That well him, Jeffrey Dahmer, some of these guys yeah. uh and there was one we were talking about was uh Jack the Ripper. You know, a lot of these guys, um they're worth covering because of it's what our show is. We do that. The creepy, the, those horrific parts of history. Um, however, you're right, dude. It's it's because how do you get inside that kind of a mindset? You know what I mean? How do you see you the can. world that way? And it's a good thing. It's a good thing that you can't. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. good. And then we would need help. So that's I'm true. glad that we can't. But yeah. True. True. All right. So let's go into some lighter fare. Carter, bring us into the world of your story today. The, the uh, Stardust Ranch. All right. So. Um, what's, what's interesting to me about this case is I'm going to make, I'm going to do some comparisons here from, uh, Skinwalker Ranch. When we, uh, when we covered Skinwalker Ranch, um, the, <clears throat> the time period that the disturbances or occurrences, whatever you want to call them took place was about two years. Cause that was the amount of time that this family lived on this ranch before they booked it and sold the place. Um, this case to me is, is a little more interesting because this guy, uh, John, I forget what, what's his last name? I can't remember his last name. Edmonds. Uh, Edmonds. John Edmonds. That's, I wanted to say John Edwards, but <laughs> 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 he doesn't have as good a hair as John Edwards. Um, anyway, this guy, John Edmonds bought this ranch in 1996 and he's never left it despite all of the. So supposed occurrences that have happened here. He's never, you know, he's never moved out. He's never sold the place uh, to this yeah, day. I, I, he and his wife still live there. I think they put all their money into it, though, didn't they? They did. Yeah, they did. 
Um, but I don't know. I guess to me, it's one of those things where once our listeners hear the stuff that's yeah. occurred here, I would be gone, dude. I'd be out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I agree I, with I'd, you. I'd burn but, it to the ground and salt the earth, man. But I just wanted to point out that he did. they did put all their savings into this place. And it's also like, was, it's, it's a passion of his. He wanted to get away from everything. And um, he does. Uh, he like takes care of horses or something like and that. dogs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, rescue horses and dogs, which uh, um, is usually like th- like old like ex thoroughbred racing horses and stuff like that. You know that have retired. Um, so this man bought this place with his wife in 1996, and supposedly. Uh, everything was fine when they got there, but uh, all of the owners, the previous owners' furniture and belongings and, and whatnot, were still in the house. Um, so John, this guy John, called his realtor and was like, "What's up with this man? Why is all this crap still here? Why didn't they take their stuff with them when they left?" So the realtor told him to just leave the ranch for a couple hours, and when you come back, we'll have it taken care of. So he left, and when he came back with his wife, all of the previous owners belongings had been piled into the swimming pool so he called the realtor again and was really upset and wanted to know what exactly had happened and apparently uh the realtor told him that the previous owners had showed up to the ranch and found all their stuff piled into the swimming pool so they assumed that that john had been angry at them for leaving this stuff here and they refused to take it he had to get rid of it all himself pretty much um and it's never really been solved i guess as to who or what moved the uh furniture and belongings and such into the swimming pool i don't think even he has said what he thinks it was or who he thinks it was um i think it's important right here to note that um you can see i don't know if we said where you can find this documentary but there's a youtube channel called top fives and they do a lot of these really strange things uh and and he has really short documentaries on there too and this is called the Mysterious Stardust Ranch, if our listeners want to find it. it's And it's definitely an interesting documentary for our listeners. You, should, yeah. you guys should check it out. It's worth yeah. watching. And like we said, it's really short. It's less. It's under 10 minutes long, so it won't take up much of your time. Yeah. If you want to get you, more into detail after, I, afterward, I wanted to see more of, of, of what's going on with this story. I found uh, an interview on YouTube where he was on a podcast, a video pod, a YouTube podcast or something like that. It's called Supernatural Girls. Uh, but he really goes in depth in the story. He lays it all out and how everything everything uh, br- basically breaks down through this entire story. One of the things that um, that wasn't mentioned in that little video, Carter, though, was uh, when they bought the ranch, they bought it cash. Like he purchased it cash. This was something he'd always wanted. He'd always wanted to have a horse ranch uh, ever since he was a little kid watching Zorro and sh- and, and you know those shows on TV. Uh, so when he finally found this thing, this, this ranch out there, he went out with all the money he had, you know, got rid of a lot of stuff, all the money he had and purchased this ranch for cash. And when he went in to move in, uh, the people were still there. He got there and they were just like, what, what's up? And he's like, uh, I bought this ranch, you know, I'm moving in. They're like, what are you talking about? You know, they basically took his cash and and acted like they didn't know what was going on at first. Uh, and he had to, he had to make some calls and all this pressure to get them to even start to move out. Um, and then when they were supposed to have moved out and he came back was when he found all their stuff still there, uh, and he was still upset. And that's when that whole pool incident happened. Um, but yeah, that, if you're interested in finding out a lot more into the story past that video, if you get, if you, if you're interested in it, check it out. There's a, there's definitely a few other, uh, videos on YouTube that go in depth. Yeah. And there's and a, I, for, 
Go ahead, Johnny. I was going to say real quick, the top fives, they have really good information, um, but you got to get past his voice. Just want to put that out there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an acquired taste. Um, I can get past it because the information he usually gives I find interesting that I want to check out. But I'm just going to go ahead and say that it's it might not be for everybody. Just the way his voice just sounds, it's like he's he's trying to sound that way. If you ask me, I doubt he really speaks this way in normal when he's normally talking. He doesn't have this inflection that he's using there, and he has a weird accent that I can't place. But um, <laughs> yeah, just just warning everybody ahead of time. For our listeners, I love the guy's voice. I listen to him all the time. So <laughs> I listen to him all the time too. Like I said, I can get past it, but it's definitely different. It's not. He has a one of a kind, I guess the best way to put it. Oh yeah, you know it's that guy if you hear him. Yeah. Um. So and and the other thing I was gonna throw in is uh, there's a great interview for our listeners of of John on uh, Coast to Coast AM that's available on YouTube as well. Um, we've mentioned Coast to Coast AM a couple of times on here. I think it's it's sort of a paranormal show like ours, but with a with a broader scope to it. I suppose you'd say. Yeah, you can find a lot of those episodes on YouTube. They'll have full episodes of it. And also, uh, this ranch was also featured on an episode of Ghost Adventures. That's right, it was. I, did, I didn't watch those videos, but I did see them pop up in the search. I actually watched that one. It was like from last year. And I remember watching it because it was like right after uh, you had mentioned the other ranch. And I always get them confused. But they went to Stardust Ranch. And uh, it was a, for Ghost Adventures, it was a fascinating episode. Well, I, and that that was one of the things that I wanted to mention also is that uh, when we uh, when we first talked about uh, uh, Stan Romanek, we we were all sort of in agreement that this guy was a little off his rocker. Um, but you know, listening to some of these interviews with with John Edmonds and and the things that he experienced or says he experienced, um, he doesn't seem crazy to me. But you know, uh, for our listeners, uh, some examples are he claims that uh, his wife um, was attacked in the home uh, and he claims to have killed a gray alien with a samurai sword. Yes. Uh, yes. Which is, which is interesting. Uh, a lot uh, of his claims involve him literally uh, fighting and killing grays. Well, according he's a, to he's him, an alien slayer. Yeah. According to him, when he first moved into this place, a guy came by with machete uh, and being out, you know, in the middle of nowhere, John went out there with his, with his pistol and kind of spoke to the guy and was like, you know, what's, what's going on? What's your deal? Uh, oh yeah. Tell that story. Then, Cause that's basically what happens after he moves in. Yeah. This one, this one's a little weird. So he goes out there to confront this guy who's, who he describes as sort of a wild looking guy, um, an older fella and, uh, who, who, who's carrying a machete. So he goes, so John goes out there with his pistol. He doesn't, you know, point it at the guy. He just has it on him. And he's kind of talking to the gentleman and asks him, you know, what are you doing here? This is my ranch. You know, I, I live here. And the guy says, well, I live here too, more or less. I kill the monsters. And John's like, there's no monsters here. It's, you know, it's a horse ranch. Uh, and the guy basically said to him, you'll see, you'll see. And John told him to, to get the heck out of here. And the guy basically said to him, you'll, you'll wish I was still here. You will come to regret this. Uh, I don't think anybody else was around to witness that. I think it was just an interaction between John and this man. Um, which, I don't know, guys, that kind of, 
unless his wife was watching from the window or something like that from the kitchen window who knows um but that one that one's a little odd and it was after that that all of these all of these weird occurrences uh started to happen he's he's claimed and and this actually has photographic evidence to back it up he's claimed that his horses have been uh mutilated in a similar manner to cattle mutilations um he claims that uh, when he killed this alien, uh, three Rottweilers attacked another one of the gray aliens, and the Rottweilers were dead a week later. And he doesn't know why. Um, what else is he? He claims there's paranormal activity at the ranch as well because a previous owner's son killed himself in the uh, sitting room or the living room. Yeah, and that's where the Ghost Adventures came in for that. Um. There's also a lot of um, UFO lights and stuff. There's a lot he of claims, too. Yeah, he claims to have witnessed the Phoenix lights from this ranch, too, which I didn't know about until I dug a little deeper. But he claims to have seen the Phoenix lights from out there. And he, he claims that he pointed to it while his wife was standing there and was like, that's them. That's the guys that keep, that keep showing up here. Um, what I thought was really interesting was that when he stabbed this alien with the samurai sword, it left uh, remnants, I guess, of, of flesh or whatever on the sword. So he scraped it off and sent it to a uh, physicist. Um, I can't remember the guy's name. But it's a, it was a real guy. It yeah, it's real a, it's, he's like a world-renowned in this kind of thing. And it's important to note that he, he uh, would mention whenever he would kill these uh, greys or aliens or whatever they were, that they would the bodies would disappear. But the stuff on his sword didn't, which is another yeah. interesting, interesting factor. Right. And uh, so he sent this material to this physicist and the physicist uh, basically hit the ceiling and was like, you've you know, you've discovered the holy grail of of, you know, of alien life, of alien contact. And uh, then abruptly, the physicist stopped speaking with him, wouldn't turn his calls, answer his emails, any of that stuff. And. The physicist actually was killed in a freak lab accident in his own lab after this occurred. So that's yeah. another red flag for me right there. That, that one was really strange. Um, like, apparently that's real, like, really that, that guy actually did die in his lab. Like, that really happened. Now, whether uh, John was involved with sending him this or not, I couldn't tell you. But that part, at least we know, is is verified, that this person died. And it's a little, you know, suspicious. Yeah. You I'm, could say. It's I'm, a little suspicious. I'm trying to look online and see if I could find the guy's name. Oh, W.C. Levengood. That's it. That's the guy. It's pretty sad we could remember the name Levengood. Right? <laughs> it's not a name you hear every day. No, it's not. You'd think you'd, I would remember that, but... Um, and what I think one of the things that makes this case interesting is that, um, John and his wife are not, you know, some nutball off the street, like he says in Ghostbusters. They're, uh, that, you know, John is a, uh, John is a, uh, licensed, uh, therapist and his wife used to work for the FBI. So they're not just crazy people. Um, at least I don't believe they're just crazy people that would mouth off about this because he spent many years not mouthing off about this. Yeah. I will say in his, in 
as a I guess as a plus in his side, whenever he does talk about this stuff, he says it matter of factly. Uh, he never comes off like he's, and I could be making all this up for all I know, but he never comes off like he's embellishing anything. He doesn't seem if like that. What's his name? Uh, Romanek at all. Exactly. Yeah. If he's yeah. if he's making it up, he's doing a better job of selling it than Romanek did. Yes. Yes. Um, and maybe you know maybe that's down to the fact that he's just a better actor about it if it's not yeah. true. Yeah. Um, on the episode of uh, Ghost Adventures, one of the things that really stood out to me was was John. And when he was telling those guys some of the things that that happened, he would say them so matter of factly that it would make you double take. Like he would yeah. just say it. He wouldn't. He would just state it like, "Yeah, this is what happened," and then you'd be like, "Oh," and he would just throw it in the middle of a conversation. <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, okay. You should have led with that." <laughs> 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 Your wife was getting abducted, and you shot it with a shotgun. Why didn't you lead with this? Yeah, why didn't you lead with yeah. that, man? Um, but yeah, so this guy claims that this, these, all these incidents are ongoing. They're still going on. Um, he claims himself to have been abducted a few times. Um, the, um, the, one of the interesting things that I saw on that documentary was when he was being interviewed via Skype. Yes. Yes. And the things kept popping up. He, 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 after seeing the video, he claims that they're gray aliens. I can't tell what they are. It just looks like something moving behind him, like the yeah, size that, of a kid. Yeah, that's what I was going to point out. Um, it, there's definitely something moving back there, but there's no way anybody be able to tell you exactly what it is. You can't really tell at all. And the and the video quality is so poor that even if you yeah. it's a you Skype know, enlarged call. it, yeah, yeah, you still can't tell what it is. Yeah, we use Skype for this show, and it constantly fails us. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, I want to point out real quick one thing that I really did like about this documentary. Um, one of the things that I hated about the the Romanek one was that the filmmakers were clearly on one side of the equation and didn't at all try to question anything. They just took everything that Romanek said as complete fact without seeming to look into it. This one. Uh, the narrator at least pointed out a, a few things that I would have had raised the same questions too. Like, why hasn't he ever just set up cameras on his property? That type of thing. Right. Uh, and I did appreciate that this narrator did bring that up, but he did it in a very in a way in which he wasn't saying that John was making it up. He was just pointing that out, so you had all the evidence with it. And it, yeah, because it, it was almost like he was saying, if this was me, I would have you know I would have cameras yeah. everywhere. Yeah, he wasn't you know, so, he the was, place. Yeah, he wasn't just outright accusing this guy of making all this up. He just wanted you to know that cuz I mean that would be an obvious question that I would ask too. Is like, well, why hasn't he set up cameras? Cuz that would have been something I would do if yeah. this was happening. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um and you know, I I I did find that rather fascinating too that cuz it, it's it's almost like a strike against yeah. him. You know, that you, that you don't have – he has photographic evidence of uh, what he claims to be a lot of orb activity on the, on the ranch. Um, but most of them are fairly blurry photographs. It's, it's hard to tell what exactly he's, he's photographing. Um, but, yeah, I would, I would have set up at least one or two cameras. Yeah. Um, especially, if, you know, if he – Based on what we saw in that documentary, he's he's been having trouble with them mutilating his horses too. I would at least have him focused on 
on the barn or on the you know the stables or what have you because i would want to protect my investment because if anything if it's not aliens and it's it's just some sickos out there mutilating your cattle you would want to know yeah exactly i don't know yeah yeah especially if one of the main things you do is try to take care of horses like you're trying to save horses and if somebody's out there doing that wouldn't you want to capture capture that yeah so you can take the proper action yeah it's weird to me that there's nothing he's got no other kind of uh, proof whatsoever after all yeah. of these years even still to this yeah. day he is he is an older gentleman i will say that but you know still yeah come on he, he seems very smart yeah he knows how to use a video camera you just if if these things are attacking you every single night or they're this is a constant thing the chances of you capturing it on film would be much higher so there's really no excuse as to why this guy doesn't have anything at all well, and I always like to play devil's advocate when it comes to this stuff. Based on the lore and the literature, a lot of times if you try to film extraterrestrials up close, uh, there's something about the electromagnetic uh, spectrum or what have you that they can manipulate it or mess with it or whatever. And a lot of times what you try to record comes out fuzzy, but it still captures audio. So if you're, if what I'm saying is if you're in this bedroom and you're fighting these things with a samurai sword at the very least we should be able to hear it yeah you could you could you know even if it fuzzes out the 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 actual video part of it i mean if i'm swinging at aliens with a sword like i'm swearing at them and i'm you know (laughs) that's the other (laughs) i'm not like it's not it's not a nice situation (laughs) and that's the other thing it's like you're talking about an alien race with advanced technology we're presuming a sword really a sword well, but in a way, it kind of makes sense in the in the sense of what you just said, an advanced alien civilization or what have you. They would probably expect him to shoot at them. You Which know, maybe he does. that's how they're. Well, yeah, and maybe that's how they're like the same way that you can't wear Kevlar and have it protect you from a knife. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's uh, you know, Kevlar's only bulletproof. If you want to protect from a knife, you got to wear chainmail. So I um I guess it, it's <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot to this story that, to me, it, again, it just there's not enough evidence or proof of anything really. Uh, it's just a whole lot of claims, uh, just a bunch of claims. Even like, where's the samples that he sent to this guy that died? Like, it, all that stuff just completely disappeared. Um, and here's the other thing: we don't know for sure how this plays out. Like, do we have any kind of proof of interaction between him and that scientist, or does he see a headline in the papers that you know? A, a famed biophysicist who also studied crop circles died. And he's like, oh, that's the dude I'm going to say I sent the stuff to. Oh, how convenient. You know what I mean? Well, here's here's my question. All right, let's just take this for face value that this is true, right? That he's been fighting these aliens. He's never obviously tried to talk to them. He just automatically tries to kill them without finding out what they want. Now, let's say you're an advanced alien race and somebody has killed some of you. Do you just kind of let that happen, or you just all kind of take care of him all at once? Because it's obvious that they have, they would have the ability to just kind of end him if they wanted to. That's my thought too. Like he killed some. How come there was no retaliation whatsoever? Yeah, there should be some sort of war on there. <laughs> <laughs> I would. Well, think. apparently that's what he claims is going on. That they keep, you know, they keep showing back up, and he keeps shooting at them and stabbing them and and whatnot. So, again, devil's advocate. Maybe they are trying to retaliate, but. What 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 could they do that you wouldn't 
pick up on. I mean, but that's the they point. Why are they trying? Try, why would nuke the site from orbit? You're gonna notice that. But why are they trying to be covert? Do you see what I'm saying? Like this guy's killing off. If somebody's killing off my people, I'm not gonna try to go in and secretly kill off this guy so that no one else knows I'm killing him off. I'm going at him now. He just killed a bunch of my people. Yeah, make an example. Yeah, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I, then, I, I I agree because again, it's an advanced, yeah, supposedly yeah. an advanced alien yeah. civilization. So I mean, yeah. yeah. In all fairness, we are putting human emotions to <laughs> towards this, but yeah, you know, at the same time, I still find it very hard to believe that. Yeah. If he's really killing all these aliens, like he says, a there's no video evidence because I would be recording this like crazy. Uh, B, uh, if this is true then these aliens are sending their worst kind of assassins, the most blundering types who can't get it done against an old man in his samurai sword. What was his... So they're sen- what they're was sending, his... like, Jim Carrey and Jeff Bridges out to do their job. What was his... Hey, don't insult Jeff Bridges. <laughs> hey, I love Dumb and Dumber, but that's my joke. Oh, What's Jeff, the... you're thinking of Jeff Daniels. That's no, that's the oh. same guy. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> what, um, what was this guy's profession? What did he used to be? He was a professional therapist. Oh, that's right. Hmm. And his wife was a FBI. It was in the FBI somehow. And I will say she doesn't really like to be on the camera very much because you rarely see her. Oh yeah, there was that one interview where you just see her legs and she's talking basically, yeah. and that's that's pretty much it. So I don't know. This versus the last case we covered, I would say this guy has more credibility. Here's the thing, though. Um, the it's there's a lot of studies out there that show um, a lot of professionals in the field of mental health, therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, that uh, they have. I don't know what the percentage is or, or how much higher of a chance they have of develop, but there there are studies that show that they that there's. I guess they're more apt to or something. I don't. Want, I'm probably speaking incorrectly here, but there is high higher studies that show that they have higher numbers of uh, mental health issues themselves. So what I'm saying is like the way I see it, I see it as this guy has had some sort of mental break, um, whether it's moving from Chicago to the ranch and just having a complete culture shock or, or whatever the case is. I feel like he developed a mental, a mental health issue himself, uh, which sounds even where he's to me. It sounds like he's seeing things like he's literally seeing things. He sees an alien and he, and he kills it with his sword Um and it did the body disappears, which would make sense. You don't have to discharge a, a gun to not have the bullet be that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it just feels very much like it's all in his head, kind of a thing to me. But so much so, like it sounds like he's a, a um, a high functioning uh type of person. You know what I mean? Where he can actually live his life normally. He can go to the store. He can interact with people, and he knows what he's talking about. But he literally thinks he sees these things. He thinks they're real. He doesn't think he's just seeing them. Um, yeah, you could be onto something because then that way, that's why he's so believable. Because maybe he really truly feels that right. this is what's happening. That he's not lying. Right. The interview I saw him talking about. Um, he tells the story, and again, he tells it very convincingly, and it, there's no uh, no deviation. Um, and it doesn't sound like he's doing this like kind of stream of consciousness, making up a story as he goes along, kind of a thing. And it also doesn't sound like it's 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 one of these things where he's just kind of repeating things that he said over interviews over interviews. But he's it sounds like he's 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 genuinely. Uh, retelling these events as he experienced them. Um, but he talks about how 
he has this love for collecting swords. Like, I'm thinking if I'm going to protect my family, I don't know why. why maybe that's just his, his his choice of weapon. But in my mind, I see the swords being one of these things where it's it's easier to swipe at something in the air uh, that's not there. You know what I mean? Like, if he's shooting a gun, um, it's easier to say obviously the 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 alien wasn't there there was no blood there's nothing all all you see is where the bullet ended up in the wall or the ground you know what i mean um but we don't have that so it's hard to say i just think it's i don't know i think he's i think he developed some sort of mental health issue and i feel like maybe the reason his wife isn't on um is because she doesn't want to to accept it she doesn't want to accept that he has an an issue here so she kind of goes with it a little bit she's not going she's not going so far as to be on all these shows he goes on and have her face seen and have her you know put this on the record you know what i mean but i feel like she she's doing enough to to kind of kind of heart um what's the word i'm looking for uh enable it slightly you know what i mean she's she's she doesn't want to deal with the fact that he's got mental health issues so she's just kind of uh yeah yeah it definitely happened he's seeing these things these are happening you know what i mean well the other thing is if if what you if what if this hypothesis is true that he is he believes that he's seeing these things so in his mind he's not making anything up he's not lying right in his mind he's he's telling the truth because he sees these things. How do we explain the cattle mutilations? I mean, the horse mutilations, because they're done in such a way, just like all these other mutilations that you, it's, it's nearly impossible for a human being to make surgical cuts like this without using, you know, a laser or, but that's um, see that again, that's his, his uh, representation of, of what happened to the horses. We don't know. There's no police reports to say that. There's no vets that came out there to say that this is what happened. It's it's his story as he's telling it. You know what I mean? And and cattle mutilations is a really in the um I guess in the UFO community. I don't know how else you'd say this, but that's like one of the big things that happens often in a lot of these cases. Yeah. And then there's real evidence of these. Like there'll be pictures. You'll see it. And I have real uh a lot of times real experts who are not there to prove UFOs or anything. They're just there to talk about what happened to this animal and i'll say yeah it is really strange so carter does make a good point there because i do find some of these cattle things really strange to me yeah and maybe some of them are really hard to explain um because i'll I'll hear things like uh some sort of bug will do this and it's like well that doesn't make any sense you know they'll just just trying to make it up so they feel better about themselves or something well that's but there's no there's lack of blood evidence around the carcass you know it's been drained of blood or there's been organs removed in, in ways that are completely unfathomable yeah so that is very strange but it's really popular like i think anybody who just remotely looked into um any sort of lore with when it comes to ufos or anything they'll see as that as one of the things yeah and but you did uh, carter did you say he had pictures of it though yeah he's 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 that's part of his uh photographic evidence is pictures of the carcasses um, after this supposed incident has occurred, yeah, right. I wonder and if they do anybody... look very similar to other, you know, to other. I'm not saying he couldn't look in a book or something, and but you, you not only would you have to have the know-how to look in a book and say, okay, this is what a mutilated cow or a mutilated horse looks like in these other reports, but you also have to have the skill to pull that off and make it look credible. Yeah, I'm just wondering if he had anybody. 
uh, come out and look at the horses that were done that way, besides just him taking pictures. Well, that bear's investigating. Like, and and you know, a guy like this would have to have a not a not a veterinarian on staff, but like a, a vet that he would use for all of his animals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you would think so yeah. because he's trying to take care of and rescue those those animals. So you would assume. He, at least himself, would have a little bit of knowledge, but he would also have somebody that he could... Yeah, a vet that would come out, you know, and check out the horses. But I never heard if he did or not, if a vet ever I didn't either. Well, the reason I say that is because I, my mom kept horses, and I've been around barns pretty much my entire life, and when you're around them enough, you get to know the vets that come out there, and there's usually one or two of them that, you know, split duties between themselves as to what they do with the animals, um, especially with horses. So, you can't operate a place like his and not have not necessarily like i said not necessarily somebody on staff but somebody that you you know call if say the horse throws a shoe or somebody's colicky or whatever you know yeah yeah because because in the first place he's taking he's taking in uh horses that are already sick or hurt in the first place exactly so i don't know this is a strange one uh i found this guy uh personally way more likable than Romanic yeah. for sure and definitely way more credible in the sense of the way he tells his like what you were saying Chris it doesn't feel like he's reciting things he's already said in previous interviews with Romanic it did feel like that at certain points that he's just rehashing crap he's already said yeah you know and not coming at it from a different from a different angle I guess yeah, yeah. With, so I will with say John, it does feel like that he I, when he talks, it feels very credible because he's not, I don't know, he's, he doesn't seem to be so full of himself like Romanek was. Yes, yes, that's a very good point. Like, he, even though in his stories, he's literally defeating aliens, which Romanek kind of did the same thing, but Romanek does it to a point where he wants you to know that he did it. And I never got that feeling from John. Yeah, no. He no never, I got the he feeling never, that he was a little embarrassed by it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. I don't want to be dealing with this crap. I want to retire. Yeah, um, so I will say at the very least, even though I'm kind of leaning towards where Chris was coming from, I don't get the feeling that he's purposely lying to anybody. He does not come off that way. No, I, I I agree. If if it's if it's made up, it's in his head, kind of made up. Yeah, yeah, that's my thought. I think I honestly think he's it's it's a it's a mental health issue. Um, he believes what he's seeing is real for yeah. sure. Even though yeah. I want to believe, like I said the last time we talked about this stuff, I'd love to believe. I would love to say that he's dealing with this, um, and this doesn't this doesn't mean I don't believe that there are other things out there. It's just that in this case, I don't think this is what's happening. I really think that a lot of this is in the guy's head. I think his wife doesn't want to have to deal with it. Uh, is even with her still anymore? I don't even know. Um, but yeah, I just unfortunately I feel like this guy. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people know this guy now, and so it's it's one of these. It kind of, again, it continues to enable, you know, what he says. It's validating it, basically. You know what I'm saying? He sees it in his yeah. head, and it's not really there. And these people are like the ghost adventures people. They're all all these people contact him because they want him to tell his story. They want to hear about it. They want to experience it. And so, as far as he's concerned, he's like, they wouldn't be contacting me if it wasn't real. Yeah, um, I don't remember exactly what all happens in that Ghost Adventures episode. It's been a while since I've seen it, but they do. I think the whole episode is on YouTube, though, isn't it? I, yeah, it more than likely is. But um, at some point, I do remember they capture a, a weird light in the distance that they couldn't really explain. Uh, but that—that's kind of to me seems par for course in that part of the country. <laughs> 
Well, and he's he's also said, you know, many times that there have been helicopters and and fighter jets flying over the place, too, which is also par for the course out in that part of the country. Um, You know, I I don't know. When I compare this to, like, Skinwalker Ranch, to me, a Skinwalker seems to have a little bit more credibility because the the, the family reacted more the way I would expect someone to. You know, two years, all right, that's it. I've had enough. I'm out of here. I'm done. Yeah. The other thing that I don't understand is, even let's say he's just never going to set up a camera. Why hasn't anybody else come in there and yeah. just set up cameras for him? Because if this, if like I said with the Romanic thing, if even a quarter of this stuff is true, this would be one of the biggest deals in our history. Yeah. So, well, so set up cameras. Somebody donate some cameras over there. <laughs> think about it like this too. If it's if it's a ranch, all right, the same and it's set up the same way that say Skinwalker Ranch was. You're talking about acres and acres and acres and acres. Now, I'm not condoning, no. I'm not condoning, you know, trespassing or, you know, anything like that, but you wouldn't even necessarily need to have his permission. Do you know what I mean? You could just take your happy butt out there and set up a damn camera and wait. And that's the thing, the story's very well known. However, you're not going to find that many videos about anyone going out, not the way you see when people are going out to Area 51 or even Skinwalker Ranch. Uh, you, yeah, there's yeah, not those videos of the gate and everything. There's at really Ranch. not, man. There's not really any uh, videos of anyone heading out there. I'm looking yeah. right now, just kind of putting in Google, just Stardust Ranch, uh, and just clicking the videos section, and basically it's it's go all ghost adventures, and then a whole bunch of videos of um, different podcasts or, or radio shows that John Edmonds has been on. Yeah. So yeah, I th- again, I th- one once again, I think this is just one of these cases of somebody seeing something that's just not there, uh, and unfortunately, it's it's snowballed into the thing it's become. Yeah, but we will say he's way more likable than the other guy. Yeah. Well, that and the fact that I, I would be, I would be probably like ninety percent inclined to agree with you guys that maybe this is all just in his head, but. In order to in order to buy into that, I need a good credible explanation as to what's happening to his horses. I need to see something. I need to see some kind of physical evidence or a video of some, you know, asshole going in there and and, and mutilating these horses, yeah. you know, and leaving the corpses there or or something like that. And the thing I is, need an is explanation is, for that. Well, that's the thing. Have we seen the mutilated horses? Cuz the pictures on that video are aren't his. Those aren't his personal photos. Those are just yeah. those are stock that the person's using for his little documentary. So again, yeah. is this just that he's telling us that there's, you know, mutilated horses that he's like he I used to have 9 horses and really he had 8 the whole time, you know what I mean? Well, that could be true too. That's my thing. It's just like a less, so much is lacking in the evidence department that uh, it's it's even even did you see in the little video? There's a picture of where uh, it says the actual photo of the empty pool, and I didn't yes. I didn't see anything in the pool really. Did you guys see anything in that photo? I mean, it may be like uh, a broom or something, but was there anything in that pool? I didn't see anything. I assumed it was after they got their stuff. That's what I was assuming too. <laughs> so that was yeah. my point. Why? Is, so that's my point. Is he literally looking at an empty pool, seeing a bunch of stuff, and taking a photograph of it, and it's empty? Like the guy that was putting this documentary on, maybe th- th- that was the underlying uh, the message was like, "Look, this photo is empty," and he says there's stuff in it. Well, also you got to realize if the other interview that you heard was true that he bought this place with cash and then he goes there and the people are still there. Uh, 
and maybe he really was mad so he threw all their stuff out in the pool. <laughs> That's what I'm maybe saying. So. I, would, I would be yeah, pretty upset. So. I would be pretty upset to be honest with you. If I paid that much cash for a place then I, that I'm told is available and I get there and the people are still there, I'd be pretty mad. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, well, I don't okay, know. Here's a here's a question. Was it established that these people legally owned this place or were they just squatting? Oh no no, no. he bought it he bought it from them. Like oh, that's, so, so the it was a cash there, transaction. Yeah, that's the people he bought them. it from. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a, the, the little video that we watched to, to, to kick this off the, isn't that in depth. I, I would suggest if, no, if anyone's just, yeah, really interested, yeah, if anyone's really interested to, to listen into any of his radio show interviews because he goes in depth and in detail with a lot of the stuff that went on. And like I said, uh, a lot of it is all from things that happened to him and no one else was around and there's there's no evidence there's nothing it's all complete hearsay almost all of it it's it's um but it's such it's it's without that much evidence it's become such a huge thing that's what i said i think it's just kind of snowballed out of control and now it is what it is you know you've got a guy with mental health issues that believe truly people who want to believe don't realize it they're just continuing to validate him um, and it just, it can, it's like a, it's one of those things that just keeps going back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and on the other hand, again, playing devil's advocate, if he did produce video, how many of us would be like, oh, that's fake. That's you're, you're just trying to cover your tracks now. It would depend what it looked like. If it looks like Roman X standing on his roof, turning on a flashlight, I'm going to call fake all day. <laughs> <laughs> all day long. I'm calling fake there. It's a high powered uh, flashlight. Right, right. <laughs> I love it. So one of those LED lights. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, we'll leave it up to the listeners, man. They can go check out the video, listen to his stories, and then uh, come to your own conclusions. But uh, that's the Stardust Ranch. Stardust Ranch. One of the craziest places on earth. Apparently. I think that wraps Stardust, Stardust. That wraps up our UFO trilogy. Did we have three in a row that were UFO? Alien, something like that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That wraps it up. <laughs> We did it. Back to I'm history. We'll be back to history next time. Um, let's do what we do every time at the end of the show, guys. We'll tell everybody where they can find us on the social medias and in other outlets to help promote ourselves. Carter, why don't you take it away? Uh, I am Carter Johnson, horror author extraordinaire. Uh, you can find my books on Amazon, uh, House on Dead Boy Lane, uh, Meadowview Road, and Spider's Web. And hopefully those will be joined by Nightfall very shortly. Sweet. Nice, and uh, you can find my art at johnnyisman28 on uh, Instagram. Also, my other podcast, at RetroBlist, is where me and my buddy Trevor talk about old-school video games. You can find it on this very same network, as well as iTunes and Stitcher, and a Facebook page and Instagram that are all at RetroBlist. And as always, guys, if this is your first time listening to History Creeps, head over to our Facebook page and give us a follow of History Creeps. We post our newest episodes, uh, updates to any of our topics we've talked about, and maybe all-around creepy news we'll post on there. You can also find us on Instagram at History Creeps. Um, again, I've been saying I got to get it updated. Last yesterday, yesterday, I literally had the account up and was downloading pictures to get set up for it. So. By the time this is up and people are listening to it, it should be updated. So go check it out, Instagram at History Creeps. Uh, you can also email us, historycreepspodcast at gmail.com. And it's all found on this network, BICBP-radio.com. You'll find this show as well as a number of other shows and my other podcast, Back Issues Comic Book Podcast, on the network. Find a show you like, head over to iTunes or Stitcher. Uh, give us a follow, comment, rate, review. Let us know how we're doing. 
And uh, that's about it. Nothing else I got to say on my end. How about you guys? No, I'm over and out. <laughs> Same here. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening this week. We'll see you again next time. And as always, stay creepy. Ooh.